Okay, this one's going to be a difficult one. What are your favourite memories of your dad? Um, so what's going on? Paul here, back with another video. I don't know what I'm going to call this type of video. A few people have suggested Coffee with Paul. Um, but essentially, I'm going to be sitting here answering some of the questions I've got over the last couple of months. Some questions are about mental health. Some questions are personal to me. Some questions are about fashion and business. I'm going to try and cover a variety of topics in this video. Maybe grab yourself a coffee. I don't know how long this is going to last, um, but I'm going to be brutally honest with you. It's always the the way that I like to be. I'm going to be brutally honest with you on some of these questions. Um, no holding back. And hopefully my honesty is going to help you in this video. So um, if you are in any way wanting to ask a question or engage, then please use the comments as well. You can email me at paul at Drop me a question there too. So let's just dive in. The first question, the elephant in the room. Why did you come back to your old YouTube channel? So um, essentially, if you don't know, I had a YouTube channel that was based around self-improvement, then it turned into fashion, and then it went back to mental health. And I walked away from that channel a couple of months ago. Um, So I walked away from 45,000 subscribers and set up a brand new one that was just focusing in on mental health. Um, For the last month or two, I've been really wanting to go back to the old channel because I've been getting a lot more comments on my old mental health videos and the engagement, the reach is still on that channel. And it was a bad decision of, of, of mine to walk away from it. And the reason why I walked away from it was purely down to ego. It was purely down to I wasn't getting the amount of views I used to get. But looking at it now, you know, if I'm still getting 500, 1,000 views per video, that's still impacting 500 to 1,000 people. And the messaging that I want to, you know, get across in these videos is, I believe, more important than the old videos I used to create. Um, So in other words, if I create a video on style hacks and it got 600,000 views, great. But if I created a video talking about mental health or I try and help someone maybe suffering with suicide grief or they can relate to my story in any way and it only reaches 500 people, I feel that is more impactful. The other thing as well is I do want to show all of me, you know, fashion is still a big part of, of um, who I am and the business videos on there is a big part of who I am and I want to try and create this whole I want to show you everything I don't want to just talk about mental health all the time and come across as this guy that's always talking about um, you know sad things that happen in his life so I want to kind of show the whole package so that's that's the reason how to stop negative thoughts Good question. Um, There's so many different ways of doing this. And again, with any of these kind of questions, it's so individual. Everyone's so different. But I think with negative thoughts, it all comes down to conditioning. So we're conditioned to think a certain way. We're conditioned to believe certain things. And most of that conditioning comes from how we're brought up. So from what we're told by our parents, from teachers, from um, bosses, from people that are impacting our lives. And um, this conditioning can lead to a lot of negative self-talk as we grow up. So essentially, if you believe that your mind is a computer, the way that you turn your computer on every single day, it's not going to change. It's the same programming. It's the same with this. Every time you wake up in the mornings, it's exactly the same programming. So in terms of stopping negative thoughts, there's no quick solution. But for me, it's using affirmations. It's reconditioning the mind. So every time you get a negative thought, be aware of it self-awareness, and then reaffirm it with more positive thoughts. So try and use some more positive affirmations. There's plenty of videos out there about it, but that's really what I would suggest in terms of stopping negative thoughts. It's reconditioning 
um, your, your thinking patterns. And again, it can take time, but affirmations really, really helps with that. How important was style and fashion for you? Now, in the past, I've really played down how important style and fashion was for me, but looking at it now, it was so important because dressing better gave me that instant hit of dopamine. Dressing better gave me that instant feeling of feeling a lot better about myself. Um, Dressing better got me more compliments, which again made me feel better about myself. So it also as well led into the business, you know, starting a fashion business. It was a real passion of mine because I wanted to build this business up. And recently I've really played down how much of an impact it had on me. But looking at it now, it really did. Even though I'm just wearing a hoodie now, um, you know, being able to dress better, being able to get those compliments when I was in a really, really low point, even though, you know, that hit of dopamine is never going to last forever. And that's what I found. I was on a really, really, I was kind of feeling better about myself. And then, you know, I crashed back down again because it's not the solution to the problem. Um, So I was running away from from the grief of my dad's suicide and dressing better was a quick way of, of making me feel better at the time, but it was never gonna be the long-term solution. But yeah, I definitely do play it down. Style and fashion, dressing better, looking after my appearance massively helped me in, in times where I needed it to. When supporting someone struggling, what would be the best advice that you would give? I get this question 90% of the time and it's such a hard question to ask answer. I was recently in Atlanta doing a talk and I think I got asked the question three times in three different ways and my answer was exactly the same thing. My answer was you can only support them, you cannot control them. So what I mean by that is when my dad was struggling with his depression, I didn't understand depression, I wasn't showing any compassion. What I was trying to do was I was trying to fix him. Now, that's not me saying I I was wrong because I didn't know any better. I wasn't educated on it. But essentially what I was trying to do is I wanted my dad to be better. I wanted to fix him. I wanted him to stop feeling the depression that he was feeling. I wanted him to just get better. So I was like, come on, dad, let's go for a run. Come on, dad, you know, you've got no reason to be depressed. Come on, dad, let's go and do this. And really what my dad probably wanted is more compassion, understanding and support and love. And essentially that's all we can do for people that we're trying to support through depression or through mental illness. We can never control, we can never change the way that they're feeling. All we can do is support them through it. And also as well, it's such a hard question for me to answer because there's no one size fits all. There's no one question that I can give to you that you can say to someone and it's gonna cure them. There's no one thing or one diet or one pill or one you know um, therapy that I can give to you that's going to cure them either mental health is so personal and um, there's no one size fits all but just refraining back to that support love and compassion those three things will definitely help them okay this one's going to be a difficult one what are your favorite memories of your dad um this is weird because I've never actually thought about this. It's 10 years on Monday next week and I haven't even thought about this. Um, favorite memories of my dad. One of them was we had this thing and this is going to sound super strange. We had this thing where essentially we used to um, pull down each other's um, shorts and trousers and... Um, and it was just this game that we had, so right? And um, he would, I would always get him like psh, straight down and then he would come up to me psh, straight down. And there was this one time when I think we were on in, abroad on a holiday with, as, with the, as the family, the family of us, us four. And um, I remember um, he was, we were playing Paul 
and he had a snooker cue in his hand and my dad was very known to not wear any underwear underneath his shorts when we were away. He was holding a cue in one hand and a beer in the other hand and I went like that and he was, everyone was looking at him, he didn't know what to do. So that's one of my favourite memories. He was, he was a joke, he was funny, he, he was um, very light-hearted, he, we always joked around. Um, my dad was also very wise, he used to, some of, you know, I remember him saying to me once, you know, follow your heart, not your head. And I remember just thinking, I wish you did that. Um, looking back at it, he, but my dad gave me such good advice. My dad was amazing at giving advice. Um, sometimes now I wish he took that advice, but he was amazing at giving advice. And um, yeah, he was, he was a great person. But yeah, it sounds strange. Pulling down each other's shorts was my favorite memories of him. But you've, yeah, it, it was, it, it was, it was funny. You know when you have that little thing between you and a family member? Um, that was it. I'm always worrying. Any tips? Um, yeah, so again, I was a huge warrior. I still am. Um, recently, before I went to America, um, I didn't do my visa in time and it came back pending approval. And this was the night before the flight. And I remember going upstairs, waking Amy up and just saying, Amy, I've messed up. I haven't got a visa. I'm not going to be able to make it to America. I'm going to miss a meeting that I was having with Adam, who's a great guy who started the publishing company. Then I was going to miss the whole event. Um, I was going to miss hanging out with the guys at Aaron Marino, etc. Um, and I remember getting in bed and my mind was just racing. And the way that I controlled that worry was the bigger picture. So, okay, Paul, you're worrying because you're not getting your Esther. Maybe you're not going to go to Atlanta, but are you still alive? Is your health okay? Is everyone around you okay? Um, is it the end of the world? Could you go next year? Could you meet with Adam when he comes to London? So all of these questions were helping, but at the same time, my mind was on overload. It was just still kicking back in. So I really do know that some of this advice that I'm gonna give you in a minute might be very difficult in that moment, and I had it at the other time, but um, really we're just trying to, when we're getting to a point of worry, we're trying to quieten our mind. And the ways that I do that is gratitude. So when we're worrying about something, we're worrying about a lack, a lack of abundance about something. So instead, think about what we have. So gratitude, I might not go away in America, to America, but I'm very lucky that I could maybe spend a couple of days with my family. I'm very lucky that I could maybe fly out there a day later if my visa came in a day later. Um, and when you focus on gratitude and things that you're grateful for, things that you have, it makes it a lot easier to control those thoughts. The other thing as well that really helps me is perspective. When we're worrying, and especially when it's in here, um, it seems like such a huge problem. But when we put it into perspective, sometimes it's not. So if I say to myself, is this worry going to affect my life in five years time? Is this worry going to affect my life when I'm sitting at home at 95 years old, coming towards the end of my life? Um, when you put it into a bigger perspective and also as well when I think about um, yes this is a huge issue for me but are there people out there that are worse off and by putting it into perspective it actually helps with the worry um, there's a really good book called How to Start Worrying How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dal Carnegie I believe it is so definitely give that a read and then the final thing that I would say is journaling. I really do like journaling or some form of mindfulness when I'm worrying. So journaling for me, when I'm worrying a lot, I write it down. And then because, I'm re because I prefer giving advice and taking my own advice, seeing it on a piece of paper almost becomes someone else's problems. So I can rationalize, I can come up with solutions. So that really helps me with worrying as well. How can you see the mental health system changing in the next five years? I couldn't, I couldn't give you an answer on that one because I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's just grinding away every single day, doing as much as I can to chip away at this system. It needs to change. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, eight-month waiting list for therapy, 
Suicide's the biggest killer of young people. Suicide's the biggest killer of men under the age of 45. Suicide's the biggest killer of mums with an under one-year-old. Um, you know, huge amounts of antidepressants being handed out every single day. But still, there's a real lack of prevention. There's lack of research. There's lack of education. We're not being taught any of this still. There's lack of understanding. There's such a huge stigma around it. So in other words, five years is a short space of time to be able to deal with all of that. But we need to start chipping away at it. It's as simple as that. And it baffles me that 10 years ago when my dad was in the mental health unit and I saw huge issues with it, um, still very little has changed. And that's in 10 years. So we need to start ramping it up. How are you so open about your dad's suicide? Um, I did a video on this the other day. For me, it's I didn't tell anyone. So when I say I didn't tell anyone, I spoke to my mum, obviously, um, my brother and my friends a little bit. Um, I didn't open up properly until two years later. So after my dad's suicide, it took me about two years to actually open up properly to Anne, who was the lady who helped me, um, and just open up properly and cry and let all of those emotions out. So I bottled it up for two years. Then after that two years of opening up, it was a process. Um, I always say when you open up, when you let go of your emotions, the wound has now been exposed. And what Anne you know, did really well for me is she then guided me to kind of deal with that wound. A lot of people will go, they open up, that wound's exposed, and then they can never actually heal that wound. They can't um, find the ways to deal with it. So again, it was like a constant process of reading, learning more about myself, discovering more about my dad, discovering more about suicide. Um, I was very drawn to spirituality back then as well, um, Buddhism as well. Um, again, at 21, you would have never guessed that, especially a guy from Essex. Um, but yeah, it was, it was for me learning, 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 learning. And then the first blog post that I did was seven years after my dad's suicide. So um, it took me seven years to actually publicly then um, write about it and share about it. So then now approaching 10 years, you know, and it still has taken me a long time to deal with it. All I'm saying is people only see me now standing on stage talking openly about my dad's suicide or on video talking about my dad's suicide. They've never seen that eight, nine, ten year period where I had to deal with it myself. Those dark times, you know, you're struggling to open up the process and trying to understand it and all of that that I had to go through to be able to now speak openly about it. And again, that's so important that, you know, mental health recovery, it, it takes time. I'm gonna have to go through these a little bit quicker because I've got to go pick up little man from school. Favorite fashion brand? I don't. I don't know. Um, I would say probably pff, favorite fashion brand. I like to shop from. This isn't my favorite fashion brand, but I like to shop from places like um, like Uniqlo and um, Mango Man. Believe it or not, um, places like Cos. All of those kind of low end stores that a little bit better with quality, but also really, really good with basics. So yeah, definitely um, check those out. Any advice for someone wanting to start an online business? Start. I know there's a cop out, but the reason why a lot of us don't start an online business or any business in fact, is because of our own insecurities or we're trying to make it perfect. All you need to do is start. This video right here, I was worried about the lighting. I was worried about everything. I was, you know, should I change my hoodie? Um, how many times should I sip a cup of coffee? We overthink so much. The main thing is just start. Um, you just need to start somewhere. Never compare as well. Never compare your business or yourself to someone's end result. Don't go comparing yourselves to Amazon. Don't go comparing yourselves to your favorite fashion brand. Compare yourselves to what they were when they first started. And you'll find that it's quite easy to beat when you compare yourself to Amazon to your favorite fashion brand when they first started. Can Liverpool win the league? Of course they can win the league. 
Um, although I'm very hesitant to say that because Man City look very, very strong at the moment. Um, I was meant to go to watch Liverpool yesterday, but I couldn't make it. Um, but hopefully I'll get to see a game this season because if this is the season that we win the league, the last time we won the league, I believe, was um, just before I was born. So I've never seen Liverpool win the league. I've got My mum believes it's me that caused Liverpool to never win the league. Um, so yeah, if we do win the league this year, I need to make sure I go and see a game. But I hope that we can do it. And then finally, last question, what helped you with your depression? Um, a variety of, of, of things. Again, I never can push it to one thing. I can never say that, like Anne helped me a lot, going to see her and opening up to her. And I've mentioned it before, I saw a counselor before her, I saw a psychiatrist before her, none of that worked. So, you know, seeing her, she was the first person that I, third person that I saw and opening up to her helped massively. But at the same time, there was, you know, things such as reading, um, so I read a lot of, like I say, spiritual books back then, like Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, a lot of Wayne Dyer, a lot of um, Neil Donald Walsh. Um, exercise was a massive one for me. I was always quite sporty, but when I was really suffering with depression, I was always, um, you know, trying to do too much. So I was like, Paul, you need to go for a three mile run and compare it to the time that you ran when you was feeling happy. Um, so instead... What I started to do was just 10 press-ups every morning. That turned into 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And then I started to ramp up the exercise. But just doing a tiny bit of exercise every morning released those endorphins, the feel-good hormones, um, and really, really helped. Nutrition for me helped a lot as well, like watching what I was eating, um, surrounding myself with more positive people, doing work that's very meaningful, um, journaling, meditation. So if I was you, I would say what helped me might not help you, but just try as much as you possibly can. Try as much as you possibly can. Use your self-awareness to see, is this something that's helping me? If it is, do more of it. And um, remember that depression, any form of recovery takes time. There's no quick fix. There's no overnight fix. It's going to take time. And it's all about focusing on small wins every single day, which will soon amount to big victories so that's it all of your questions um cheers one more sip of coffee and then i want to get your feedback on this let me know in the comments wherever you're watching this and essentially i want to try and do these maybe live so i can take your questions live as well i need to figure out the technical stuff to make it good quality again coming back to the business question just start so i've just started today um let me know some of your questions in the comments um, email me at paul at pmcgregor.com as well with some of your questions and I'll be answering them in the next video. Hopefully you've enjoyed Coffee with Paul or whatever we're going to name this series. Um, get involved, get engaged, let me know what you think and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Catch you later.